0: It's Malia Mosheung out here with the Garvey Army, tackling the important topics, getting the discussion started, and making change happen. Let's see what we can get popping in these streets. It's all about Black love, Black power. So let's run it up. Garvey the visionary You see me? Probably not so you gonna feel me Guided by Garvey's angels So special Caution! Cros- Contribute to your charity Indigenous, all-American My background, Blackfoot and Cherokee Lifestyle lightning Listen to Thunder for therapy Visionary, opposite of Blair You really aware of me Mainly misunderstood Still stand strong Cop the old postal truck Even that I put my stamp on Gold and ebony everywhere Elephants in the room Stampede, tusk up All this ivory real smooth Big heart, great diet And so social Impeccable memory All in the media for being social B.P. Philanthropy Greatness Gun, global catalyst move mountains, peace and power. My mojo, black and honey on the logo. Out here collecting medals, repeat champ, god body, correcting the devil. Refurbish my circle, but on a molecular level. My empress put me on now. I'm projecting her schedule. Tusk up, it's the ivory league. Dopely down the stream, summer breeze, baby, Isley Bees. I had employees in these streets, could have been your boss. Seattle seasoning on big chips, my dip so sauce, red hot, hella habanero. Addicted to dineros, pop. Prophecy accurate as an archer in the arrow. Red hot hella habanero. Addicted to the Prophecy accurate as an archer in the arrow. Garvey. 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 we longevity. Permanent closure on the lips that like to leak jealousy. Don't rock with rats. That's the shredder in me. Hell nah, my ninja. Won't be down to telling on me. What I want for the world is forgiveness for being great. You heard it right? They see it as a sickness. So they hate. I medicate them and elevate them when they come around me. The king of this county. Hella filthy fresh when you found me. Garvey, get on the beat and you know what it's gonna be. Ancestors hit the streets and warriors go on them winning streets. Garvey, get on the beat and you know what it's gonna be. Ancestors hit the streets and warriors go on them winning streets. 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 Winning streets. Walked up in the room and said, ooh, there's hella elephants here. I'm like, pardon me, pretty. We keeping it relevant here. Tusk up, go to Dinka. Told her that Nubian nectar was eclipsing Miss Mona Lisa. Eat clean and you'll taste better. Keep toxins out your temple. Read ingredients like a tape measure. You a great treasure. Know your value. I'm married to the mob, little mama. I took them vows, too. Me and this movement will never separate until it's 1998 again and not a second late. You blissed up looking beautiful, the African dream. Nightmares here, real Freddy Krueger though. I taught her about the healing properties of turmeric. I'm in her personal station right now, retuning it. Tusk up just the tutelage. Recalibrate your brain cavity, locate where malignant tumors is. Yeah, man. You tuning in, General Harvey Garvey, man. Make sure you tap in with that melanin-made products on Facebook or IG. That plant base in your IV. Yeah, huh? You know what I he- mean? This silky english is extensive this to rise up a self-education in and out the trenches minimal time on the benches i was on the field with some electric energy you'll be shocked how you feel the criminal mind on the edge i was almost killed plenty of times but my soul didn't fit the bill. so i crossed enemy lines in these times i'll never kneel but stand with colon cap fired up forever real ashe never holding back look around at what my ancestors built honor them swollen backs some of us was born from stolen blacks most of us been here but most in the U.S. want to hold us back Just create capital and build your own platform The Orishas are all here You just gotta ask for them But you two wrapped up in Ralph Lauren Gucci, Prada, Louie, ooh wee Cuddy, that crap's boring You know Yeah man General Harvey Garvey The Black Elephant Party Yeah We're gonna go ahead and get into this, uh, this chopper. Young gem dropper from the jewelry spot. Yeah, you know the drill, hot. <laughs> yeah. Peace in the heart, power in the gut, man. Wherever you at in the world, tusk up. You know? From the soul from the last generation, man. In the newer model vessel, the revolution is going according. Peace in the heart and power in the gut. Yeah, man, you tuning in to General Harvey Garvey, man, as we go through this uh, road of revolution, man, this road of reality, this road of life. Uh, today, I'm going to be reading uh, a few excerpts from uh, Marcus Garvey's uh, message to the people, uh, The Course of African Philosophy, edited by Tony Martin. This is a very powerful uh, little book that you know every aspiring revolutionary, every uh, you know aspiring man, uh, especially uh, in our community, definitely needs to tap in with. I was privileged to come across the likes of the book, you know, shortly after I started the movement, and uh, was at uh, Reverend uh, Harriet Walden's. Uh, she's you know a pioneer in Seattle you know freedom fighter revolutionary she's been uh, running the Marcus Garvey book club in the Central District for you know over 10 12 years now and uh, one uh, one day several years ago I was uh, in attendance and she had read an excerpt from the book and I inquired like wow who is that? You know, Well, not who is it, but what book did you get that out of? And she's like, oh, you haven't heard of Message to the People? And I'm like, nope. And that right there changed the trajectory of how the fraternity was gonna be molded because uh, upon reading that, I had made that uh, mandatory leadership literature for every comrade coming in. And uh, it's a course in uh, being a leader. And rarely will a person enter a, uh, organization, a fraternity, an enclave, or a society and be pretty much ordered to read something that's going to make them a better asset to that society. And, you know, that's the whole purpose of the Garvey army is to, you know, create a human utility belt of people with different, um, class skills, different, you know, thought processes, different, you know, ideologies that we can all unify, you know, those in the struggle, those in the ghetto to find, you know, uh, liberation, sovereignty, sovereignty is the, the, the end goal or it should be the end goal of any nation builder is absolute control over your dominion. absolute, not just over your house. I'm talking about over your, your entire community, you know. Banks, hospitals, uh, schools, you know, all the grocery stores, uh, farms, manufacturing, you know, buildings, you know, uh, warehouses and stuff like that, you know, your own militia, your own army. Until we have all those, until we control all those faculties 100% ran by us, then we will never truly be free. So uh, anyway, I wanted to get into just, you know, a couple uh, chapters out of this uh, message to the people. We just go jump into that. We're going to start with the preface and it reads, The course of African philosophy is a unique document With the exception of its poetic works, it is the closest thing to a book that Marcus Garvey ever wrote. Yet, 46 years after his death, it is being published here for the first time. It represents, as it were, the last political will and testament of a man who stands without equal in the history of the worldwide mobilization of African peoples. For Marcus Garvey did not merely organize the most massive black movement in the history of the United States of America, he also organized the largest and most successful movement among African peoples in the Caribbean area. In fact, as a serious pan-Caribbean movement, cutting across political and linguistic barriers, Garvey's universal Garvey's universal negro improvement association or unia has no serious challenger garvey's organization has equally has an equally singular record in africa where it established itself oblivious of political and linguistic barriers in the european colonies of england france belgium portugal as well as the independent state of liberia and the racist state of south africa in central america too the unia spread with great rapidity from mexico to panama in canada it entrenched itself coast to coast from british columbia to nova scotia scattered africa fell within garvey's organizational genius in every far-flung corner whether brazil or Australia, Barry Dock, Wales. Okay, lesson one, intelligence, education, universal knowledge, and how to get it. You must never stop learning. The world's greatest men and women were people who educated themselves outside of the university with all the knowledge that the university gives. And you have the opportunity of doing the same thing the university student does, read and study. One must never stop reading. Read everything that you can. Read that is of standard knowledge. Don't waste time reading trashy literature. That is to say, don't pay attention to the 10 cent novels and Wild West stories and cheap sentimental books. But where there is a good plot, and a good story in the form of a novel, read it. It is necessary to read it for the purpose of getting information on human nature. The idea is that personal experience is not enough for a human to get all the useful knowledge of life because the individual life is too short. So we must feed on the experience of others. The literature we read should include the biography and autobiography of men and women who have accomplished greatness in their particular line. Whether you can buy these books, whenever you can buy these books and own them, and Willis, you are reading them, make pencil marks, or pen notes of the striking sentences and paragraphs that you should like to remember so that when you have to read, so when you have to refer to the book for any thought that you would like to refresh your mind on, you will not have to read over the whole book. So I'm just going to be like jumping from, you know, uh, places and bookmarks that I highlighted that really highlight the significance of the mind frame that I'm trying to, uh, Project upon people. So, and this is another uh, quick little excerpt right here. Never keep the constant company of anybody who doesn't know as much as you or is as educated as you and from whom you can learn something or reciprocate your learning. Especially if that person is illiterate or ignorant, because constant association with such person will unconsciously cause you to drift in the peculiar culture or ignorance of that person. Always try to associate with people from whom you can learn something. Never go down in intelligence those who are below you but if possible help to lift them up to you and always try to ascend to those who are above you and be their equal with the hope of being their master that's heavy never go down in intelligence to those who are below you but if possible help to lift them up to you and always try to ascend to those who are above you and be their equal with the hope of being their master. Continue always in the application of the things you desire educationally, culturally, or otherwise, and never give up until you reach the objective. And you can reach the objective if others have done so before you, proving by their doing doing it that it is possible. So, real quick, that just reminded me of something that you know I was trying to tell. Uh, A group of kids yesterday, I went and spoke to a class of aspiring construction workers. And, you know, uh, in these type of classes, they have people who went through these type of classes and are now in the field come back and, you know, give the the up-and-comings, you know, a little insight on what they're going to be expecting when they get into the industry. So uh, during the speech and it happens you know a lot of times with different classes this class was uh you know one of the younger classes that i uh spoke to uh you know ages as low as 16 but you know it's it's hard to get uh especially with this generation now and you know you always hear people say with this generation because as each generation goes uh new generations come along and old generations go along there is a very uh contrasting difference between the elements and the degrees that each generation goes through so that determines the quality of the generation and you know there was a lot of things that my generation uh, missed out on and uh, before I get too far off the subject I want to just like hit the points. So this generation doesn't really like to listen or doesn't really want to pay attention to what's being said unless they're being shown something like extravagant like it's hard to just depart uh information on a person because especially you know these younger uh, people they haven't grown up seeing they haven't grown up seeing you know a lot of grown-ups around them accomplish too much you know really significant things when they look at you know other black people they are black like them, you're, you're looking for people to be entertainers and, and, and sports stars and this and that, but when you're trying to tell them about doing, you know, real hard work and, you know, backbreaking work and doing real honest work and, you know, work that's going to really give them, you know, a, a maximum outcome that they're really going to see great fruition from, that is not going to be uh, something attractive to a younger person. You know they're used to you know, you know this hip hop generation. You know we're, we're 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 I'm I'm from a hip hop generation, but but this is a poisoned hip hop generation, and the expectations are very uh, twisted and deranged. You know in so many ways because they don't you know these younger uh, generations now don't really have the concept of struggling for for too much. You know uh, people in my generation when we were having kids at a young age, the goal. That we were thinking to to reach was to make sure that our kids had everything and we just you know spoiled them and gave them so much without ever having to work for anything so now it's hard to get them to really get up off their ass and go you know um put in that, that, that elbow grease to, to really build their own legacy. They're looking for handouts or, you know, maybe I can blow up from, from rapping or dancing or, you know, some, you know, being a, a gamer or a YouTuber or, you know, what I'm saying everything is digital now. So they want digital results. So, um, when I was up there talking to them, I was trying to depart some very valuable information that has, you know, caused me to ascertain, you know, just, you know, uh, great accomplishment in my life but it wasn't really getting through to them and uh, afterwards i was talking to one of the instructors and i was telling him uh because i had brought some of my uh the products that i sell up there and a cu- couple people had purchased some stuff and i was telling him how i got around to selling some of the products or really all the products that i sell from talking to somebody else who had gave me some of the products for free and from then I started you know like advertising talking about it and eventually selling the product and then while I was out selling the product uh, one time I was speaking to somebody that I've known for years and they were telling me that you know you should offer this and I was like yeah what's that and he broke it down told me what it was and at that point precise moment, I turned to the person that I was with and said, okay, order some of that right now. And I'm thankful that the person that I told that to was the type of person that just listens. And, and, you know, you know, at that point, you know, for that degree, (laughs) you know, that was the type of person that just listened to what I said and took that advice and, you know, took that directive and ordered the stuff. And then next thing you know, Boom. I didn't turn that into another thriving business. And the take home to what I'm saying is we always say that knowledge is power, but it's the application of knowledge that is power because the person gave me two people gave me the knowledge. First, the person gave me, you know, uh, a sample or just, you know, gave me uh, some of the stuff that they made in which I turned around and start selling. And then, while I was out selling that person, another person said, "You know, you can even improve this if you add this to it." So, I said, "You know, I'm going to jump on that right now." And I immediately maximized the the action. I maximized the action. I immediately took advantage of the opportunity to, you know, uh, incorporate that other uh, element into what I had going. And then that just flourished, you know, so now uh, because of, you know, taking that advice and taking that that uh, that initiative, you know, now I have a national product that uh, I've, you know, sent from, you know, uh, Florida, New York, Alaska, Hawaii, Texas, Denver, California, Arizona, Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? I've sent it all over, you know, this 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 great country. And all over the the, the state that I'm in as well. So the take home is to really be able to activate when you get the information, not just going somewhere and everybody likes to go out and have all these rich dialogues with people, these deep, profound, poetic dialogues and exchange all this information and network with all these different people. When you see people doing all this, like in the next few weeks, the next few months or something, something great should be you know, on the verge. How do you keep going out, getting involved in all these think, tank, think tanks and having all these discussions with people and you're not implementing none of the information that you're ascertaining? That's where the problem arises. It falls, it flips, it folds and everything else right there. That is the issue maximize the information that you are getting utilize that information people you know uh people die over the information that they they, they give and receive people are uh, blackballed and you know uh, they lose jobs i mean all this is over information intel data because once you get it you can do something with it so we have this internet and Google is a hell of a search engine. There's so much things that so many things that you can find out only if you know what to put in that search engine. And then you have to be reading and studying a myriad of different topics and, and histories to know how to cross-reference. I remember H. Rap Brown. I forget exactly what he was saying, but he was saying something. To the degree that, you know, if you don't have any information that you can cross-reference one piece of information with, there's really no way that you can tell if it's true or if it can actually happen. When they talk about Jesus Christ walking on the water, well, what can we cross-reference this to? Who, who else then did this? You know, because if, if it was done before, it can be done again. Everything. There's nothing that's only going to be done once. Most of the things that you think that were done once have been done a a thousand times throughout the years by different people. We don't have cameras in every corner of the world. All kinds of things are transpiring. So with that being said, with the information that you ascertain, be hyper-vigilant on carrying it out, putting it into action, putting it into play. Don't just sit on, don't just hoard information and 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 uh, hoard your ambitions let it go get out there and do something positive get out there and do something monumental you know what I'm saying every action that you take make it monumental make it above average you know what I'm saying so uh, yeah I wanted to you know stop real quick and uh, expound on that piece when we was uh, going through this message to the people But uh, let me see what else we got in here. Yeah, stuff like, you know, never, never forget that intelligence rules the world and ignorance carries the burden. That right there in itself is powerful and profound. Ignorance always carries the burden. There's nothing like being out here in this society that we live in with all the racial, how the racial barometer is and the tension. And you not know your history and you end up somewhere and you can't defend uh, disrespect that has been made against you because, you know, as they say, conversation won the nation. So we sit up and we have conversations that change our destinations, because once you start, you know, exchanging ideas and, and, and thought patterns with people, then it activates action. And then things get, you know, balls get to rolling, you know, uh, you know, uh, avalanches and, you know, snowball effects get to happen, you know, uh, et cetera. So we must be, you know, uh, very aware of what and who we're sitting up talking to and what we're actually, you know, putting into action, putting into play. So, uh, yeah, um, the overview. Overview. Dealing with our, our young life, and you know, that same issue is something that goes on with adults as well. Because when we don't have, uh, you know, even as an adult, you know, the young life come to us and ask us questions, difficult questions that we can't answer. We're not even, you know, uh, concerned about even knowing the answers to, to a lot of these questions. But it's these questions that, if we knew the answers to them, we can change the whole mind and the thought process of the next generation. They depend on us to get the informat the information and the intel about what they're going to be going into. Most of the times, they just walk, you know, blindly into the same uh, traps that we fell into, and we didn't gain enough uh, uh, data about the damage that we endured to be able to redirect them onto a different path, you know what I'm saying, so that in itself is uh, is damaging, you know, to us as a unit, and uh, like I was speaking earlier, uh, we have to be focused on building a nation and having absolute sovereignty, absolute control over everything that influences us, influences us, uh, everything that uh, teaches us and pays us. And, you know, I mean, our whole society, we don't control a whole society really nowhere on the planet. And the reason that 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 is that way, because, you know, you look at media, you look in social media, you look at movies, and you look in history books, you know, popular history books that circulate through schools, they are only talking about the world and life starting in like the third not even the 1300s like really starting in like the 15 1600s that's the era where everybody just starts to learn about uh black history you know after slavery it, you know got got popping and you know they you know they they were getting a a, a hold on our whole uh environment because we weren't imported here that's the the, the biggest thing that people get miss uh informed on we were already here we didn't get imported here you know what i'm saying like i was talking to uh, a white lady at this event that i was at recently and you know we was having a private conversation and we got to speaking about slavery and i was like man you know people got to be really sick to believe that narrative and after i broke down my thoughts on it she was like wow I've never thought of it like that, I've never, you know, really even gave that, of course you didn't give it any thought, because you have been programmed to believe that this is what happened, when, once you start studying life, and just regular rationality, it doesn't add up, who were the slave feeders, so they went over to Africa, there was Africans selling Africans, there was Africans being stolen by Europeans, all this other stuff was going on, all this trickery and skullduggery was going on. So they get they 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 get some of the, the the biggest, strongest, they get the best of the best. Because when you go in to take, you know, quote unquote slaves and prisoners and you're gonna import them into another society, you're not going to get the little guys. You're going to get the brutes. You're going, you know, but then it's like, how do you control all these people? How do you control all I mean, we see the little depictions on the, on the, uh, the drawings of the the whole of the slave ship and, you know, you see all of these little dots, these little tic-tacs, these little brown tic-tacs, these were all slaves stacked on top of each other for six months at a time through the just the the roaring seas all up and down water they shitting pissing on each other women are going through their menstrual cycles i don't know if they're pregnant during this time or did they take any pregnant uh, uh slaves or what they just huddled everybody on these ships and then they went through the rocky middle passage was being thrown off jumping off you know uh you know sharks start eating them they said that's when sharks uh, started eating uh People is through the Middle Passage, supposedly. They were throwing people off the boat. They would follow the boats. And they got all these stories. It's about a six-month voyage via ship in good conditions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, From Africa to the Americas. So you mean to tell me people sat there... Six months starving, shitting on each other, just the, just grueling conditions, the most grueling conditions. Then, as soon as we got here, we got off the boat, and they said, "All right, go to work." And we just start building the nation. How? Where's the the, the logic in this? Why don't we have hundreds of ships? Littered all across. I mean they should be finding ships, sunk sunken ships. There should be ships on eBay. Offer up. Let it go. I mean, there should be ships and shit everywhere. If you bring in millions of people from, from a whole nother continent to another continent to work and build up and invent everything. No, the reason we invented invented everything because we was already here inventing stuff before they got here. They came here and enslaved us on our land that we were already on, that we had already tilled and already grew and already, uh, you know, uh, had agriculture, um, you know, uh, running water. I mean, look at the mound builders in St. Louis. Google the mound builders. Our history here on this, uh, 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 in the Americas, predates slavery so how did we get brought here when you look at the southern region of the united states it's all populated and was heavily heavily populated by mainly all uh black peoples african peoples that had already been here that you know uh have settled here hundreds of years and have been here so long that now they're the indigenous people. You look at the natives and the Mexicans. You're looking at the exact same people, no different. I don't care what any of them say. The Mexicans were colonized by the Spaniards. That's why they speak Spanish. I was working with, uh, uh, I was working at a company, and uh, it was predominantly Mexicans there, and they used to have like toolbox talks in the morning where they would, you know, line everybody out, tell everybody what was going on. And, you know, sometimes we, we uh, once a week, we have to read this paper and, you know, like it highlights a specific job hazard. Maybe it's, you know, using a ladder, right? Well, it's written in English. So, you know, they had made a joke and in, in, they were speaking Spanish. and They made a joke talking about me like, yeah, you know, you read it, you know, it's your language. And I'm just, you know, in my head, I'm thinking like, uh, no, that's the language that I speak. But English is not my language. That's a language that, you know, the language that I was colonized to to, you know, that my tongue was colonized to speak. And then I'm thinking like, Spanish is not y'all's language. Y'all was colonized by by the Spaniards. What do you mean it's my language, you know? So all that to say the colonizer came through, enslaved everybody and rewrote their history. Mexicans and Native Americans are the exact same people, you know what I'm saying, there was multiple different types of Native Americans, you know what I'm saying, we're a tribal people, so, you know, we, we was calling ourselves by tribal names, uh, Africa wasn't a monolithic society, they wasn't, they didn't all refer to Africa as Africa, grouping whole uh, areas under one title is a, Euro, a European uh, deal, that's a Caucasian, a Caucasian practice, We are a tribal people. We've never just all been under one umbrella. Before Columbus came, there was over 200-something different tribes there, tribes here. Columbus never even made it up to North America. It was a couple other cats that came up here. You know what I'm saying? He just uh, hit South America and stayed down there. Columbus didn't just say, you know what? I'm about to just set out on a voyage and just start going, looking for places and just finding other, other, other parts of the world. That's a story that, that, that historians, Caucasian historians tell to try to make it seem like, you know, they were traveling the world to better it. No, the Moors had lost a collection of wars over a period of time because the Moors were pretty much like the military arm of Africa. You know, it wasn't like, you know, there was there was an African union and, you know, they had a, a, a mindset to say, yeah, we want we're going to choose you guys to be the diplomats to go around and do stuff. That's just their culture. That was just the Moroccan court, the culture. You know, they you know, they were uh, pirates, uh, you know, they, uh, uh alchemists, you know, they, you know, I mean, there was a lot of geniuses within that culture. And they had such an influence that the people of the world just referred to everybody uh that had black skin as more, as Moors or Maurice, or you know, uh, you know, in it MERS, you know, just different uh terminologies of the exact same people or the same name, different derivatives. So the Moors, you know, ran Ran up in uh, Spain, you know. They went because there's certain parts of Morocco that you can look across the water and see Spain. So it's literally right across the water. Spain's right across the water from North Afi- Africa, you know, uh, Morocco. So the Moroccans went into Spain and civilized the Spaniards. They was over there, you know, living in barns and you know not taking baths and just you know rampant diseases and and all that. And the Moors went in. And, you know, taught them about bathing, taught them about science, taught them about alchemy, taught them, you know, about fashion, you know, how to uh, fashion, you know, uh, uh, shoes made out of alligator skins and, you know, hats, you know, different garments and just, you know, hygiene, you know, civilized them. And they ruled over there in Spain from 711 to 1492. In 1492, when the last uh, 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 Moroccan or, you know, the, the last Moor was pushed out, the you know, the, the ruler was pushed out of Granada, Spain. And 1492, when this happened, uh, the Spaniards took over. You know, it, it had been a collection of wars, different wars, and the Moors was losing war after war in 1492 was the straw that broke the Moors back. It broke the it broke their their back and the camels the camels that they was riding on. You know what I'm saying? And the elephants they was riding on. It broke all their backs. And we fell from grace on a global scale that year. That year they you know because uh the Moors were Islamic and America, a lot of people don't know America was a Muslim, was an Islamic Republic prior to, uh, George Washington. George Washington was not the first president. There was already a government in, in, in place. So it lets you know the type of power and influence that we had as a people, even if we wasn't, uh, originally from, uh, North America, which some people think different, some people think that life actually started in North America and people travel to, uh, you know, because it was all connected so, all this land North America and Africa and all everything was all connected at one point in time you know what I'm saying, and then through, you know, years of explosions, erosions and just different, you know uh, shifts, you know, the the planets and, you know, the, the pieces start to drift away, so Not to get too far off a topic, in 1492, like I was saying, when the Moors fell, uh, King Ferdinand and Queen Elizabeth financed Christopher Columbus to not start to go discover anything. They financed him to start taking uh, Christianity around to other areas and making that be the you know the the the, the main religion because people always try to make it seem like the church and the state is separated and they're not the church and the state are together the state knows that the church is what controls the people because one of the definitions or the definition the etymology behind uh, religion is is latin and and it means to bind and control so religion is specifically there to control you that's why the state. That's why you know all the uh, churches and all these religious organizations are are nonprofits because they have to send their doctrines, and they have to send you know their 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 teachings and you know everything that's set up with their platform through the state to get the state's approval so they can keep getting funded, and the the state's only going to fund stuff that's going to be in line with keeping the people dumb, dingy and docile. Yeah, it. Is. So, uh, yeah, 1492, they finance the boy Columbus. He comes, he comes around and starts spreading Christianity. You know what I'm saying? And and, and and enslaving people. Enslaving and spreading Christianity. If they came and enslaved the entire race of people, and the only thing that they gave you during that entire enslavement was the Bible, that means that, that was a tool that was gonna justify the demeanor that they were showing towards you that was going to make you feel like this was your destiny to end up in these dire situations fending for just basic survival if they gave you that book that that means that that book had trickery in it, and that book was a tool that was going to help them maintain dominion over you you better study your history it doesn't matter even if people try to say, well, you know, that's why he was Islamic. Well, you know, the, the, there was an Arab slave trade, you know, that involved us as well uh, for, for, for longer than the, the European slave trade. So people, different uh, race groups and different combinations of people that have created race groups have always had an eye on black people. Because they know those that are concentrated with such high levels of melanin have certain special powers and have a certain intellect and have a certain uh, 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 propensity towards greatness that is, that's not prevalent in other people's. So they want to keep us oppressed. They want to keep us, you know, their foot on our neck. And the way to do this is to keep changing the history, if you notice, every 10 25 years 10 15 25 years Yeah, 15 25 years they change our identity and it's been going on since they came over here you know what i'm saying when they came over here you know we were tribal and then you know that next thing you know then we then we all became indians and then they said oh no 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 they they they're they're, they're colored they're, color, they're, they're they're negroes they're, they're they're negroes well how can we be negroes if that's spanish that's not even, whatever we call ourselves have to come from our native tongue. We can't be referred to in anybody else's native tongue on a global scale. You can't call us black. Black is not none of our native tongues. And the thing is, they erased our history so uh, emphatically that it's hard to trace what our native tongue is. So therefore, if we can't trace what our native tongue, they can't use their native tongue to defy us, to define who we are and and our background and our culture and our ethics and our policies are none of that. So one of the steps in becoming an educated black man and becoming, you know, solid on the square that you stand on is searching as much as history that you can find to a point where if you can't find your original tongue that, 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 uh, that your people spoke, then you have to find the closest approximate of who you relate to. Don't let everybody. And that's something that we need to be having conferences and and sit downs and think tanks about is who we're going to, uh, uh, um, what we're going to be called by and what we're going to be answering to. We can't be answering to and being called something that comes from the oppressor. Something that they came up with. African-American. No. How are you going to be two continents at the same time? Ain't nobody African-American. You understand what I'm saying? And if we're going to be African-American, then we just American because we know who we are. You know what I'm saying? We know that we're from right here. All our history, all our family history goes to that South. It goes to Florida. It goes to Texas, Arkansas, uh, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, Chicago. You know, saying we're all up and down, the, you know, the the East Coast and in, in the, the the southern part, the southern region of the United States. If you look at the the demonstration put down by the Republican New Africa and their demands of what they wanted, they wanted like I think it was like five southern states to be uh, you know, its own independent black nation, they went in all those states, you know what I'm saying, for us, you know what I'm saying, it was like Texas, Alabama, Florida, Oklahoma, yeah, it was, yeah, it, it was several of those states, you know what I'm saying, so it's like, we have to be able to defy who we are, because what they call us is powerful, Reason that they they, they want to call us African American, they want to call us colored, they want to call us Negro, black, and all this is because it, uh, it, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It emancipates us, it emancipates us from the United States, from the land, not even the United States, from the Americas, because. When your name is not a part of the name of the land that you're on, then that means you have no relation to that land. You understand what I'm saying? If your name, the name of your your, 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 your nation is not part of your cultural name, that you know, then you're not part of that land. So when you call somebody Negro or Black or African American or colored, there's no nationality Connected with that There's no nation That you connected with that You know When when we first came over here Everybody still had nationality He was called a, According to What tribe you was from Or what nation you came from You go to Africa They don't call themselves Africans You know what I'm saying He's Tanzanian He's Congolese Ethiopian Nigerian You know what I'm saying Sudanese If that's the case Then we need to rename each state and then be, you know, those people of that state. Washington, Washingtonian. I'm a Washingtonian. That needs to be your nationality. You know, whatever, you know, on a tribal level. And then we come together, uh, you know, all those tribes come together and then we get together on a national level and then we rename the entire nation. So it's like, you know, to a lot of people, it can be far-fetched, but it's like, that's what has to happen in order for us to have a true identity going forward, because when you look at uh, a job uh, application, it says black or African-American or white or, you know, Euro-American or whatever it says, it's like, you know, how can you, how can a people have so many other uh, alternatives to be called by, when we go outside of a, a, a area, like I, I, you know, I did a song with some people in Brazil. When they advertise it, they always put the American flag next to my name, and it burns me up. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. That is the nation that I'm representing on a world scope. You know me. When I put up a flag, I put up that that, uh, that Libya flag, you know what I'm saying? I put up Gaddafi's flag, you know what I'm saying? Because it's red, black, and green, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you know, on a national level, that's what they look at us as, black Americans. And to me, that's not enough. You know, black is a color. That's not a nationality. You know, although, yeah, I'm black, you know, black. The thing is, this black to me, black is not a, a a color, it's a culture, because we were start started being called black over here, and over here we've created such a unique culture that n- nearly every other younger culture and older culture around the world wants to uh, to to replicate and 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 imitate in some fashion. And that's not that doesn't happen with us. Like, you see us over here wearing daishikis and, you know, you know, talking about, you know, African stuff, but even people from Africa can't look at us and say, oh, they're trying to be African. No, we're we're, we're putting on for the culture. But when you see it any other way, people are going to say, oh, look, they're trying to be black, like black Americans, You see people rapping, doing hip hop, graffiti, uh, you know what I'm saying, dressing a certain way, using certain words, you know what I'm saying, that is independently attribute to us over here so it's important that we define and learn to define who we are over here because that's going to set a precedence for the world on a world's uh stage because we know the power of media you're on media right now listening to me you know what i'm saying so that's all that it takes is for people to you know literally get on the same wavelength you know what i'm saying but we've been popping it for a minute so uh in collaboration with me being born 44, or yeah, 44 years to the date that Marcus Garvey uh, transitioned, I'm gonna end this at 44 minutes and 44 seconds. Peace in the heart and power in the gut. Tusk up.